we opened up some questions that um, you guys had about what, what any questions you really popped into your head. One of the big ones that I noticed kind of repeating itself in slightly different ways had to do with prayer. Have you ever had a question about prayer? Have you ever wondered what happens when you pray or what happens when you pray and nothing happens? Do you have other questions about prayer? Do you have other questions? Send us your questions on Instagram or on Facebook and we're trying to put together videos that you guys want to mm -hmm. hear. So mm -hmm. prayer seemed to be kind of a popular questioned topic. Okay. So I threw some questions down that I'm going to throw at you and then I okay. found a few others <laughs> to throw in here. Uh -huh. So um, we'll see how you how you feel these. I'm not hurting any of this. Yeah. This will make the fun, right? <laughs> Where's the fun in rehearsing everything? Yeah, okay, all right. I often feel tongue-tied. This, this is how my children treat me. They, they give me no uh, chance to check these things out. They, they just throw it at me. Well, like I said before, where's the fun in that? Okay. <laughs> One of our uh, readers asked, I often feel tongue-tied when I pray. I would like you to help me learn how I should be praying so that God hears me. Well, Jordan, everybody wants to pray in the will of God. No one wants to pray outside the will of God. And sometimes when you just pray in your own language, your prayers seem to, she said tongue-tie, I would say bounce off the ceiling, hit you in the face. <laughs> you know, and you try to say all the religious words you know, and <laughs> you know, it doesn't help much. Uh, but it's a, it's a situation where, uh, where prayer is the central part of my life, and it's something that I do so often that it's like a conversation with God. But the, the simple answer is, Praying in my own language doesn't cut it. That's why I pray in the Spirit. Mm -hmm. Now, there's a lot of talk about the Holy Spirit today, a lot of questions about the Holy Spirit. Is the Holy Spirit active today? Of course He's active. He's still bringing people to Christ, uh, you know, wooing people to Christ. He's still baptizing people in the Holy Spirit. He's still uh, uh, interceding, as the book of Romans tells us. But it's a, it's a critical thing that I do. When I, when I pray in tongues and then I stop and pray in English, as the Apostle Paul taught in 1 Corinthians 14, then suddenly I get answers and I get understanding. And it makes my prayers more effective. And if I could just take just a moment to give you a little personal story. Sure. Uh, when our oldest son died in my arms back in 1984, Jordan would have had an older brother, but he died in my arms. Um, English just wouldn't cut it. We prayed and it just seemed to, as she said, tongue-tie us. It, we, it just bounced off the ceiling, hit us in the face. But when Lindsay and I began to pray in tongues and then pray with our own understanding, God began to give us comfort. He began to give us healing and He began to give us answers so that we could go on. And it's changed my life in so many ways over these many, many years. What if someone is at home saying, well, I, I don't have the baptism of the Holy Spirit. I, I don't really know how to pray in tongues. And Maybe I want to one day, but I'm not comfortable with it. Is there any sort of English prayer outline that we could give? Uh, well, um, you're only getting half a loaf, but yes. <laughs> um, the, the sincere desire of your heart is really your prayer. Prayer, my dad used to say, is the key that unlocks the throne of God's mercy. You can do all of your praying in English if you desire. I don't think you're gonna get, I, I don't think you're gonna get through as much as you want to get through but you can certainly get through uh, because uh, people prayed in the Old Testament days before the Holy Spirit was poured out and God heard their prayers. I believe He hears your prayer. I believe He hears and answers prayer. When your prayer is in harmony with God's Word, but there is an extra dimension. Dr. Cho would call it the fourth dimension. There's an extra dimension in your life when you allow the Holy Spirit to speak through you. And it's not something you do for show. 
not something to do for you to do to, to testify how great you are. No. In fact, most time people would never know that I'm praying in the Spirit because I do it privately. But I get answers that way. Yeah. Uh, sure, you can do all your praying in English if you want to. There's no requirement. Paul didn't say you're not going to go to heaven if you don't pray in tongues. In fact, he said, I pray in tongues more than you all, and I wish you did. And I wish you did. And if you've never prayed in tongues and you want to, here's, a, here's an idea for you. Call the Abundant Life Prayer Group at 918-495-7777 and let one of our prayer partners lead you into the baptism of the Holy Spirit. It's just that simple. It and really, it's not hard. It's not no. rocket science. No, it's not hard. It doesn't take a long time. That's the, the great thing about it is you don't have to have any requirement, anything set up beforehand to receive that. It's not, well, I haven't checked off all these boxes, so I can't have this. I haven't passed the test, so I can't receive that and be able to pray in tongues. There's no requirement. Yeah, just don't make the mistake of thinking, well, if I don't pray in tongues, I don't have the Holy Spirit, because that's not true. Every born-again believer has the Holy Spirit. You can't get saved without the Holy Spirit coming in and bearing witness with your spirit that you're a child of God. That's what Romans chapter 8 says. So you have the Holy Spirit. If you're a Christian, you have the Holy Spirit in you. And a person talks. He's not an it. He's not a thing. He is a person. He is the third person of the Holy Trinity. And He's in you if you're born again. The world doesn't have the Holy Spirit. But if you're a Christian, you have the Holy Spirit living inside you. And He speaks. And you can tap into His prayer. And you can pray in tongues at will. And then you can pray with your own understanding and get answers back from God. It's not difficult to do. It's very simple if you just believe. Call the, call the Abundant Life Prayer Group. Uh, make that call and, and let some, one of our prayer partners lead you into the baptism of the Holy Spirit. I remember you say this all the time still, but I vividly remember as a child people would say, you know, why do you do that? And you'd say, it's not because I'm better than someone. It's because I need help. I need help. That's what he says all the time when people ask, why do you think you're better than someone else? No, it's oh, because I need help. The Apostle Paul said, for we don't know what to pray for as we ought. How many times have you faced that? I don't know how to pray a situation through. And English just seems to bounce off the ceiling, or as she said, tongue-tied. Tongue yeah. Yep. Well, there's an answer. How do I pray an effective prayer? So that would lead I, me to I, ask the question, is there an ineffective versus an effective prayer? Well, I, I, I suppose the most ineffective prayer you could pray is praying with doubt. And a lot of people do that. Well, they pray and they say, well, I wonder. I wonder if this could ever happen. And that's doubt. Uh, Jesus talked about praying with faith. He said in Mark 11, 23 and 24, Whosoever shall say unto this mountain, this problem, this need, whatever it is, be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. So you must not pray with doubt. And then he went on in, in verse 24 and said, What things soever you desire, when you pray, believe that you receive them and you shall have them. Now, if you go back into the original manuscripts from which the Bible came, you will see that there is no punctuation. There are no commas, there are no periods, it just, it just, it just runs through. Men have put commas where commas should never have been. And men translate that, what things soever you desire, when you pray, comma, believe. As if there's a period of time between your prayer and your belief. But that's not true. If you go back to the original, that reads, what things soever you desire, when you pray, believe. When you pray, believe. Right in the middle of your prayer, believe. Don't doubt, believe. 
Well, what about what somebody said? Well, what about what somebody said? What's more important is what God said. What God's Word says, if you'll say it with your mouth and believe it in your heart and refuse to doubt, you'll have it. Well, will I have it by 6 o'clock by dinner time? I didn't say that. I'm not in charge of that agenda. I'm standing in faith right now for things in my life and in our ministry that have not come yet. But by faith, they're on the way. I have called them in. I refuse to doubt, and I'm believing God in Jesus' name. Well, that actually makes a perfect segue to my follow-up question. Have you ever prayed and nothing happened? What do I do when that happens to me? <laughs> All the, the answer time. answer is yes. <laughs> All the time. Firm yes. All the time. When Jesus cursed the fig tree, it looked like nothing was happening. However, when they came back the next day, Peter noticed that the tree which Jesus had prayed over and cursed the day before had dried up from the roots. You don't know what's happening on the inside. You don't know what's happening. Well, just because it didn't happen instantaneously does not mean that prayer is not working. Uh, Sometimes, you know, uh, Daniel prayed and the answer didn't come for a period of time. The angel said, I had to fight through the powers uh, of the prince of Persia, which is the devil, before the answer came. But I, have, I receive it by faith. When I pray, I receive the answer by faith. No, I, I may not have the manifestation yet, and I don't know when the manifestation is coming, but I am holding on in faith. I refuse to give up in Jesus' name. Does that help any? Does that help? Yeah. I, okay. I, think, that's, I think that was very well said and okay. very clean understanding. And these kind of are the more simple questions, but, you know, maybe it's something that isn't talked about these enough. These aren't maybe. simple questions. This is heavy stuff. Right. Well, I mean, like this, this next <laughs> one seems like a simple question when you hear it, but I, I understand how someone could be like, if I don't do that, then maybe X, Y, Z won't happen. And then that just leads into more questions and doubt and unanswered well, prayers. It, and then it, it you just feel overwhelmed. Doubt. And the devil is the master of doubt. If he can get you to doubt God's word, if he can get a hold of your faith, then he's got you. That's why you got to say, devil, get the hell out of my life. You can't have me. Do I have to get on my knees or close my eyes? No, you can, but you don't have to. When I was a little boy, uh, I got down on the, on the side of my bed on my knees and I closed my eyes and I folded my hands and prayed because that's how my parents taught me. But I also learned I could lay in bed and pray. I also learned I could lay on the floor in the living room and pray. I also learned I could pray in my easy chair. I also learned I could pray when I was on airplanes. I also learned I could pray when I was on the platform in front of 200,000 people. I also learned I could, I, I could pray in any position, in any place I was, no matter where I was, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Because God hears us when we pray. He didn't say there's a specific way you have to pray. As a matter of fact, when He taught His disciples to pray, the day that they came to him and said, teach us how to pray, he didn't say, pray this exact word. He said, pray after this fashion. In other words, use this outline. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. He didn't say you have to use those exact words, but after this fashion, pray. And he didn't say you had to do it on your knees. Now, you can do it on your knees. Many times I'm on my knees praying. Sometimes I get down on the carpet and lay on my face. Sometimes I'm flat on my back in bed. Sometimes I'm in an airplane. Sometimes I'm, I'm on the platform or back in the speaker's room getting ready to go out. Or sometimes I'm in a business meeting. Wherever I am, you can always pray. You know, it kind of wraps me back and, up and to something. And when you're on the freeway or the interstate, you <laughs> need to pray. For sure. <laughs> it wraps me back to something you said earlier, and that is praying in the Spirit. That's the great thing about it is that you don't have to be on your knees. You don't have to close your eyes. You can be doing something. You can be at work. Yeah. And there may be a situation that arises that you need to pray about. And it's not something you want people in the middle of the room to be like, sure here's beats. what's going on. Maybe you need to quietly pray to yourself. Yeah. And that's a great opportunity to do that. It sure beats road rage. 
<laughs> yes, it does. Somebody cut you off instead of going, oh, I'll kill him. <laughs> Begin to pray in tongues the next time somebody cuts you off on the highway. <laughs> instead of opening the window and shaking your fist and saying several things you're going to regret. <laughs> Take a moment, pause, begin to pray in tongues. <laughs> Funny. Are there, are there any conditions to answered prayers? Conditions? Conditions. Believing. To answered prayers. Are there conditions that God would set on the prayers he answers? Well, I'll answer it if you X, Y, Z. Are there conditions well, to answered prayers? Yes, uh, sometimes there are because he's an if-then God. He said, for example, if my people will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven. Sometimes God puts conditions on you. Son, daughter, if you'll do this, then I will do this. God always expects us to do our part first. Uh, but as a general rule, I believe he hears and answers prayer. Are there prayers... Not always on my time schedule. Well, that's actually is a good follow-up question to that. Are there prayers that God refuses to hear? Sure. Uh, what's that old Garth Brooks song, Aren't You Glad for Unanswered Prayers? Yeah. <laughs> Prayers you pray that you realize years later were not God's will. You didn't will. want in the first place. Yeah, that, that was your your will. You know, there, there are two types of wills of God. One is His perfect will, and one is His permissive will. Sometimes God will let us get away with something for a while, a little while. But there is His perfect will. I want to be in His perfect will. And there have been times in my own personal life that I believe I was in God's permissive will. He permitted me to do some things, and it got me into some trouble. But then I got into his perfect will and it changed everything. Now, does that, does that mean everybody's going to like what I do? Everybody's going to like what I say? Probably not. Well, I don't think there's any situation in the world where everybody's going to like what you do and say. I mean, that just seems insane. There's no way. that It's not possible. If God is sovereign, well, there's no why about should it. I pray? Take the if out. Okay, but I think the point sovereign. is maybe this question should read, since he is sovereign, okay. how should I pray? Why the, should, sorry, 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 sorry. Why should I pray? Why? That was the question. If he's sovereign, since he's sovereign, why should I pray? Because there is a divine reciprocity between God and man. And that is, there is a, there is a deal, there's an arrangement, because we were created in his image. Therefore, we are a spirit being. We're not just a body walking around on two legs. We're not just a mind that's been educated in some secular institution. No, we are a living spirit. And we have, a, we have an innate relationship with God whether we have ever accepted Him or not. And that's how God works. So He doesn't need our prayers for We're the Him one to be able to do something. He's sovereign. Well, but God does have a need. But it's... He, his need is to get mankind back. Yes. But our, that's why our Jesus went to the cross. So that men would not perish but have everlasting life. And most of the prayers that we would pray would be for something that's a need in our lives yeah. or in and the lives of the people around us. We're the ones who need to, need to pray because we need to have our prayer life is our relationship with God. And that's our, for our benefit. Yeah. I mean, and God seeks our worship. Right. We're to praise Him. That's why the psalmist said, Blessed be the name of the Lord. And that it is our, the Bible commands us to praise and worship Him, but... Again, same thing, it's, it's for our benefit. I mean, when we do that, yeah. the doors open for other things. Yeah. When we seek his face and pray, then 
we see things more clearly, we see things the way he wants us to see, it brings things into our lives the way that we need them. Same with praying in tongues, why do we do it? Yeah. Because we need it. Yeah, well, the uh, quick way to say it is, is simply when the praise goes up, the walls come down. When you praise him, things begin to happen. Paul and Silas were in jail. They'd been beaten for their faith, in chains, in stocks. Instead of griping, complaining, and whining, yelling at the jailer, instead they began to praise and sing unto the Lord. And when they did, there was an earthquake that shook the jail. You read it in the book of Acts. And the prison door swung open. And the jailer thought everybody had, had escaped. And he pulled out his dagger to kill himself. And, the, and Paul shouted from inside the cell, Don't do it, we're still here. And Paul wound up leading that jailer and his entire family to the Lord. But when they prayed, things shook. When they praised God, things changed. How do I pray for our president to lead upon the Lord? Lots of people say Christianity has no place in politics. Well, I don't believe that. I don't either. Uh, I believe that if you're led of the Holy Spirit to run for public office, then that's what you ought to do. You know, that's not a guarantee you're going to win. You better have a good campaign manager. You better have a good platform. This is not a Republican or a Democratic thing. Uh, I do not believe that we should stay out of politics. Now, here, as, for, as for me personally, I, I was never called to run for public office. If I had been called to run for public office, then I would have done it. And there have been people in my life who've come to me and said, would you consider running for public office? I've always said no, because God called me as an evangelist, and I am content where I am. But if you have a calling of God to run for office, I encourage you to do that. I can't, I can't guarantee you're going to win, you know. But, but you, certainly have, you certainly have the ability to do that. Now, what was the first part of that question? First part is, um, hold on, I think I lost it. How do I pray oh. for our president, or well, I think this would apply to any elected official? The Apostle Paul in the Bible made it very clear we are to pray for kings and those who are in authority. And that, that relates to presidents, prime ministers, congressmen, senators, judges, mayors, governors. Uh, we are to pray for those in leadership. It's not a Republican or Democrat or independent thing. You know. I, I heard somebody say, well, you know, when, uh, uh, when George Bush uh, too was in office, he wasn't my president. Well, if you were an American during that time, yeah, he was your president. Yeah, that sentence you may not have voted for him, sense. but he was your president. Well, when Barack Obama was in office, he was not my president. Well, if you were an American during that time, I got news. You may not have voted for him, but he was your president. And when Donald Trump was elected president, you, there's those saying, well, he's not my president. I got news for you. If you're an American, he is your president. And you are commanded by God in the Word of God to pray over those in authority and in leadership positions. Whether you voted for that person, that man, that woman, or not is beside the point. Once they are elected, they are in office. And you are commanded by the Bible to pray over them. And here's what you pray. Pray that God will lead them. Pray that God will guide them. Pray that God will give them uh, inspiration from the Holy Spirit. Pray that their decisions are godly and rightly and for our nation and not against us. I heard somebody, That's how you pray. I heard somebody ask this to someone else. I overheard a conversation, but I thought it was interesting. Well, if they aren't Christians, I'm just wasting my time praying for them. You know, those, that elected official, he's not a Christian. He doesn't believe the things that I believe. So uh, why would I pray for him? And I see the exact opposite well, that's point like, in that. that that's, that's silly, Jordan. That's like someone saying, well, I'm a Christian, and because you're not a Christian, I'm not going to try to lead you to the Lord. Right. That's, I mean, that's ridiculous. But what would you pray for someone? The same thing that you prayed that you said a moment ago? I, I, would, pray, I would pray the same prayer. If, if an official is a, an outright sinner and never wouldn't know God, if he met him coming down the road, my, my, my job is to pray over him and to believe God to have an impact upon his life. You know, uh, God used people who did not know him in the Bible. He used Cyrus the king 
I can't find any place where Cyrus worshiped God. Hmm. I can't find that in the Bible. But Cyrus was greatly used of God. You know, God is infinite. God is all-knowing, all-seeing. God knows everything. And God can use whomever He chooses. If He can speak through a donkey, <laughs> He can speak through politicians today. And it is our duty to pray for them. It's uh, our it's responsibility our as Christians to pray for those elected officials, yeah. whether we voted for them or agree with them or not. That's, that's our job. It is our and, job. And you need to give honor to the office. And this is one thing that, that frustrates me. It has frustrated me for many years. People take on the individual and, and they forget the fact that that person is, is seated in an office. You have to give honor to the office of the President of the United States. You have to give honor to the Vice President's office. You have to give honor to, to the Congressman, the, the, the Senator. You have to give honor to, to the Governor, whether you voted for them or not. They are in office. They are a duly elected official. And I imagine in Bible days, uh, there were some people that Moses appointed that might not have been the most popular guy in town. But Moses was anointed by God and he appointed those elders, those leaders. And those leaders had authority because they were put in that position, which was tantamount to an election. Well, I think a lot of that comes back to respect, too. I know when I was a kid... You have to respect the office. When I was a kid, you know, you were taught to respect your elders, even if you disagreed with them or if you didn't like what okay. they had to say. It was, I was told as a child, it doesn't matter, you will respect the authority, the position that they hold. Well, Jesus said himself, if you don't believe in me, believe for the very work's sake. What does that mean? That means if you, if you don't believe in me, believe in what God's call is upon my life. So would that still ring true for someone in an authority position that you don't agree with? Of course, of course it agrees because you, right now you have a great uh, you have a great dichotomy in America. You have a situation where there's, I, I've never seen so much hatred Ugh. in the political realm right now. But you have to understand that, that the people who are in office right now, until they are out of office, they are in office. And you have to give honor to the office of that person. Thank you for listening to our podcast. We have a special offer available for you. Just click on the link for more information. And don't forget to subscribe and turn on your notifications. We'll see you next time here at Richard Roberts ORM.